What's up, my favorite warriors? We are going to start a new segment in between episodes. We are going to call this Thought Bubbles. What are Thought Bubbles, you might ask? Well, I started a list on my phone. Anywhere in your notes section, you can do this as well if you want to. I started a Thought Bubble section. So anytime I get some random idea, whether it be crazy or sincere or directly associated with that activity that I'm doing in that very moment, I write what's going down in my mind. I do this because I've spent a lot of time having major anxiety about things I forgot to write down that I thought were very important at that time. And I was like, hey, brain, just store this 20 degrees to your left and you'll come back three hours later and you'll remember it. And then you can worry about it then. (laughs) We all know how that works. We never remember it whatsoever. So I have two lists. I have Thought Bubbles 1 and Thought Bubbles 2 that are extremely long with an insanely amount of widely crazy slash spiritual combination of thoughts. So I want to probably take two or three of those at a time and just do a shorter podcast episode Not a full episode by any means, but just some short segments to add some juice in between, if that makes sense. So, let's get into this. The first one, the very first note I ever wrote, was actually a quote that says, Science without nature is speculative ego. I'll let you take that in for a second. So really what I'm trying to paint there, as far as what it means description-wise, is if you take science, your hypothesis, your studies, your analytical data, your observations, and all of these things, your theses, your theories, however you want to conjoin the total element of what science does, to me, in my opinion... If nature isn't always a variable in that equation, somehow, some way, I feel like it's missing the importance and the key. Because without nature, there is no science. You have no basis. You have no foundation. You have no existence, period, energy-wise, to even go off of, to even study. So we've noticed a lot today that there's a lot of synthetic science There's a lot of science that wants to totally disregard the value of nature and the complete beautiful essence of what it brings to the table at any given moment in all times in our lives. Dating way back to day one, before apples were eaten and snakes were decided to Adam and Eve everything, you know? So I I think it's important to have that construct of an idea prior to studying scientific researches or the data itself to always think about how does nature apply to this? Where is nature missing from this? I just think it's a key component because it brings a lot of validity. I think it gives more wholesome character to why science is being scienced, if that makes sense, to keep it in layman's terms. Um... All right, the next one It's a little bit longer. It says, ADHD 
is ultra-high right now due to neurotoxins and synthetic unnatural shots since birth that can cause neurological and immune systems to go on an overload, trying to kick these out and rid of all these toxins in our bodies simultaneously without 100% efficiency. Now this kind of just comes down to everything that's in our markets, in our groceries, our stores, from day one since these massive corporations started taking over the world. Everything that they put into our system that they sell to us to make believe it's actually meant to be in our systems is some sort of neurotoxin. Like, think about a glass of water. If you were to take a glass of water and you took something out of a Petri dish, whatever that may be, whether it's a viral, a bacteria, any living organism whatsoever, when you put that into the water, something's going to happen, right? It's not just an occurrence of nothingness. That organism just doesn't sit in the water with this imaginary alien-like force field. There's some sort of reaction. So I want to, I want to draw that relation to whatever you put into your body, whether it's food, liquid, a shot, allergy medicine, into your eyes, into your nose, into your butthole. Like, it doesn't matter. Whatever you put into your body, there will be some sort of effect. There will be some sort of agreement or disagreement almost immediately, whether you know or feel it at that very time. Something is happening. And over time, when your body becomes overloaded with these neurotoxins or synthetics that aren't naturally occurring in this world today, you get to have major health issues. You get to have diabetes. You get cancers. You get all of these things that are just built up that's totally working against your system of entirety. Now, I'm not a doctor, nor am I a scientist, but it sounds pretty rational to me, right? I mean, that I feel like that's some baseline logic. So take it with a grain of salt, but definitely think about these things prior to just giving your body away to whatever seems good and looks pretty at the time or sounds right or is forced onto you. Just really consider what's going into your body and what the reaction is going to be now, 10 days from now, 10 months from now, 10 years from now, the whole bit. Now, our bodies are very smart, and they're way smarter than us. So they're doing things that we can't even understand at a pace beyond our imagination. So it does have the ability to kick things out. And it may take time, but why make it harder while it's doing that in the first place, if that makes sense? All right, let's move on to the third one. It says... I am a firm believer that spirituality is meant to be heightened and enlightened personally in order to help people around you as much as possible without the desires or seeking of a reward while doing so. That idea is pretty simple. I really don't have to explain that much. But really what it's saying is really always be 
willing to work on yourself. And this is something that even I have had a hard time with, even though I have really worked hard on myself since day one. I I can fully genuinely admit that um, with purpose and passion, I believe. But it's definitely something that I noticed, and a lot of this is the way that we are conditioned in the world as well, or the parenting that was dawned on us, just kind of enforce these kind of mindsets and little habits that we never really picked up on until it was brought to our our table and sat right in front of us on the plate. And we were like, oh, I do do these little things, these little knickknacks I never really gave too much attention to because I didn't actually realize I was doing those in some sort of insecure or non-constructive way. So it's really just meaning to work on yourself and give it your all in all facets of life, spiritual, emotional, financial, the whole bit, physical especially. Those things all riddle off of each other in ways that perform this mechanistic symbiotic relationship at all the time. They're, They're always pulling and pushing each other. And once we understand that harmony, it it really enlightens that idea that, okay, well, maybe, just maybe we should work on all of these things behind the scenes. Yeah, we can talk about some of it. And yeah, we can be open and be honest and self-critical to only a point that allows us to be constructive, to realize what our bad habits are and why we should create new ones in replacement of those. So that's really what that means, to just really believe in your spirituality, to be as lightened as possible. However you obtain that, everybody's going to be different. Everyone's going to have different thought patterns and different beliefs and different spiritual aspects that they really hone in on, and that's okay. You don't have to agree with everybody, and everybody doesn't have to agree with you, which I think the world's forgotten a lot about these days. It's... (laughs) It's crazy. It's like you disagree with someone, then all of a sudden insecurity kicks in, and then they got to dog you for believing in something that they don't even think about. It's ridiculous. Confrontation, honestly, and disagreements, those two things can lead to some of the best relationships ever. If you have the right things in mind, if you have the right foresight, and you can foreshadow a better identity between each other because you know in the end respect is important and you know that if all you do is disagree and hate on each other and always have these silhouettes of insecurity following you it warrants nothing beneficial to anybody and it never will that's that's almost a concrete fact so always be constructive and very objective when dealing with other people, despite how subjective your convictions may be. It's good to have empathy, and it's good to receive it as much as it is to give it. And it's very important when it comes time to having conversations with people, because you'll run into these situations more often than not where you just want to unleash your anger or your infuriating visions and mindsets that you had because people won't listen to you or you don't feel like you're being heard. But you have to get outside of that mentality as a whole. You have to. We have to remove your ego from your physical actions. Many people can remove their ego from their thoughts. 
but it's a whole different demon removing that ego from your actions. That'll conclude the first part of Thought Bubbles, round one. There will be many more, and I hope this has been somewhat entertaining for you. I hope these words and these different ideas will help you warrior up in life and become a better person for yourself and for everyone you love around you, and so on and so forth. So without further ado, empower, inspire, unite, warrior up, baby.